Inspiration, Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzi. Hi family, welcome back to week 4 of this commentary on the book of Daniel. Today our focus is on the story of Daniel's friends. And it is found in chapter 3 of the book of Daniel. I really encourage you to go and read this chapter to have the best view of this episode. And to discuss these building ideas of character, I have with me again Pastor Zeni. Zeni, welcome back. How are you going today? Yeah, very good, very good, Daniel. Um... As I said to you just um, um, before, it's it's good to hear a bit of thunder and it means there is rain and that is so good for um, for this barren land of Australia these days uh, to have more rain, isn't it? Absolutely. I remember when we started recording this episode, it was still last year. We were going through yes. these crises of drought and fires. It's been going for years now and the fires yes. were as never heard before and so... I agree with you. The rain has prayer, come as a blessing. Eh? Absolutely. It is It is amazing that God always answers prayers. And the rain started to fall when we were entering across the world, really. And I think the world has been praying for Australia because it's been on the news and highlights. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, as in the Adventist world, we we were doing these 10 days of prayer. And, and I think in many churches, I know in a local church, we were having this very passionate uh, pray for rain to happen and for the Holy Spirit, of course, the the latter yeah. rain, but um, yes. physical rain is needed and we are so blessed. Yeah. Yes. So, Seni, we come to a point where um, we're having another crisis here. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 the people in the in in the, um, the people the friends of Daniel in a bit of a crisis. I, I guess at a personal level, if I were to ask you personally, Seni, and I say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, um. Stop breaking God's command. I mean, stop keeping God's commandments, or I will burn you alive. What will be your first reaction? Just, just to start. Well, a- any command that is given and where our life is at stake, you would take it seriously. Absolutely. And and you know, Bible is full of somber warnings mm. to us, and, uh, and 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 we need to take heed of it. Yeah, uh, in a way. But also, on the other hand, we we have to be very careful that the reason why we do what we do is not really out of fear, but out of um, of, of a better motivation than fear. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's such a beautiful thought there. Um, yeah. So you you mean that sometimes we might be keeping God's commandments, or we can enter into this faulty thinking that we'll just do it because I don't want to die eternally, kind of thing. So it, it's it's a matter of what makes you scared the most. Dying here and now or dying eternally versus doing it for the right motive. Am I loving God? Am I following Him? Is that is that what I'm hearing here? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Fear is a crippling emotion that, that mm. in the long run is not just going to be beneficial and you will eventually say, uh, look, I can't live like this. I can't live like this. You know, so mm. it, there has to be a better motive that propels us to live from day to day rather than mm. I agree with you. So mm. I guess... I guess if we come to this point in the story of the people in Babylon in, in this exile that um, 
you have in, in chapter three that um, we already learned that Nebuchadnezzar in one way or another kind of like keeps on wondering about God and then he believes, agrees that God is the right God. I mean, we read that uh, in Daniel chapter 2 when he says, certainly the God of Daniel is the true God. Mm. And it's almost as if he forgot about it again. And now he's kind of like in a bit of a rebellion and he builds this statue. It's as big as you could imagine that I can imagine, at least, and made of solid gold. And he almost is saying as if my kingdom will never vanish like God said he would. I guess it interests me a lot because we could... I, I could, from a human perspective, say, hey, you know, well, this king, you know, he's so wicked. But, you know, I find myself as a Christian sometimes going through this similar process. And, and we could argue I should know better, right? Almost as if I agree, I come to this reconciliation with God. And yet I fall backwards a little bit. It's almost as if we have this human tendency to forget. What do you think about that? Well, thinking of Nebuchadnezzar, it was a huge thing. Uh, his identity was wound up in his achievements and in a position that he that he had in society. Mm. To be king of kings and to command such an incredible power over so many nations. Yeah. And then to be told that your kingdom is a transitory kingdom and it will not last. And really, you should know your place and you should really know who is the king of kings mm -hmm. is to face you with the reality of mortality as well as nothing but huge inflated pride yeah. and ego. Mm -hmm. So he had to have a lot of reality check and he did not react to that well, did he? You know, he just hated the message. He hated it when he dreamt it. Mm. He hated it when he woke up. Mm. He was totally aware of a power which is beyond him. He recognized it. He respected it. But, you know, he was in his heart. There was no change. Simple as that. He just could not accept it for the world of him. You know, one of the things that is repeated there, you know, yeah. because what's ringing in his ears in verse 44 is that it says that God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Mm -hmm. not left to another people you know yeah yeah and that's exactly what he wanted he wanted his kingdom to be forever never to be destroyed you know yeah so when you read in next chapter the word set up is mentioned so many times in verse one the king nebuchadnezzar set up an image of gold verse two he then summoned the satraps to come to the dedication of the image that he has set up yeah and then verse three it says for the dedication of the image that the king nebuchadnezzar set up and then verse five you must fall down and worship the image that uh, uh, he had set up mm. and seven they fell down and worshiped the image of the uh, of the of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Yeah. Uh, and then verse 12, you know, there are some Jews who pay no attention to you, Majesty. Then others serve your gods, no worship the image of gold that you have set up. And then 14, the Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? So he has set up this kingdom and now against him stands this kingdom and he is unhappy. He is unhappy, you know. Mm, mm. Yes, that's really what's going on. That's really mm. what's going on because that's a Babylonian religion. It is Babylonian religion against Jerusalem or against God's religion. Sure. And you worship you, the king. 
Exactly. So when you think of ideologies today, whether they are on the left or whether they are on the right, mm -hmm. they are set up ideologies very similar to Babylonian ideology, you know, mm. but it is nothing to do with God's kingdom, is it? Yeah, so it's competing ideologies. And I like yeah. what you mentioned there. I think in my mind there was a key word that you said, identity. He was identifying with this religious system. He was identifying with this ideology. He was identifying on who he believed he was and nobody should stop him from doing that. And that's where we come to, um, I guess, a, a, a position where the friends of Daniel were having this challenge of their identity too. When I think about it, right? So the story goes that he set up the thing. Everybody has to bow down and, and just recollecting it quickly. Um, the, the friend says, I'm, we're not going to do it. They don't do it. Somebody has, says to the king, Hey, you know, these, these, these three men, they are not bowing down. What's up with that? And he, the interesting thing here is that he calls them. Yes. And I wonder why. I, I, but, when but I think before, about, you know, before even you go there, this is really in, interesting because what you are mentioning is, is the symptoms of Babylonian religion. Mm, mm. And I see today's culture, very similar thing. Okay. The symptoms of, of today's culture's religion. It's very much imposing. And uh, we have not witnessed it so much in the past as now. Mm. It is imposing its own ideas and it is forcing you to think that way. If you don't think this way, well, there'll be consequences. You will be ridiculed, you know. And, mm. and, and ultimately, you know, the Babylonian religion is the religion of force, you know. Yes. And at the end of it, it will, it will, you know, you, you may die, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, it, 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 it is seeking uniformity. I want you to see that. It's seeking that you fall in line with, with, uh, with, with that kind of philosophy. You must fall in line, you know. The, the uniformity is striking, you know. This, this, this image is six cubit high, six cubit, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's all mm -hmm. about six, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then you hear music, then you have to fall and you have, you know, there's this, you know, everybody's doing it at the same time. Like, like in the time of Hitler, you have to do exactly the same. You know, it is, it is this uniformity of religion. Mm, mm. So that's why, and you have to conform to that religion. It's man-made. You conform in your mind, but your heart is really far away from it, you know, and uh, it is enforced. And more and more, I'll see in the in the in the culture that we are part of, this mm -hmm. kind of you have to have this uniform approach. You know, everybody has to fall in line. You know, they are saying that today's American culture is just divided into two. You know, and either you are part of one or you are the part of the other, and you fall into line. And it's it's, it's frightening, isn't it? It's frightening. It is. So it's it's a it's a culture of oppression. There is no free will, which is interesting because as you as you explain it to to us very very smartly and plainly, it goes against God's real desire for us. It goes it goes against what God's kingdom is all about. Yes, 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 exactly. And when you look at the religion of three friends, yeah. You know, they are facing down the barrel of danger and, and death. And they say, no, but in our hearts, we are always going to remain free. And we are only going to serve God. And this God seeks service, right. which is not imposing, which is not uh, oppressing, which is of freedom, 
you know, mm-hmm. and he may choose mm-hmm. to save us, mm-hmm. he may not choose to save us, but this is the kind of religion that, that, that we are part of. We serve this amazing God, you know, and yeah. so it's, 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 a, it's a different kind of religion, isn't it? Absolutely. Now, you, you just mentioned that response, you know, we will continue to serve our God. We're not going to bow down to your image. Yes. And, and he's going to come and see us through, but if he doesn't, we are still not going mm-hmm. to do that. We're not going to mm-hmm. fall for this oppression and this uh, something that goes against the, the true God. Yes. Th- this is something that interests me a lot because I wonder in my mind, is this, I think, I think we already answered this in terms of the idea of identity and culture and having an allegiance to God, but I cannot but stop and think, is this a show of faith or is there some element of stupidity there? I mean, there is an element of presumption, maybe, of, hey, you know, we're not going to do it. How easy would it be just to you know, even, I, I listened to a sermon once and the pastor is saying, you know, it could have been easier to just bow down down and make us if you're tying your shoelaces. Yes, yes, correct, yeah. So what's going on with these guys? How can, the, how can these guys, and most importantly, as we think and land this episode, is about us today. We against this Babylonian culture. How can these guys stay so true, and how can we embrace that so that um, when the time comes where more and more of this oppression will be faced, because the reality is that we're living in this time and age, we will be able to stand up and say, you know, we're going to stand up for God regardless. What do you think? Well, there there is one thing which is um, which is really important to observe, I think, in, in relation to that, and that is that. They do not feel that God owes them anything. Right. Wow. And this is really, really important. Mm. So in other words, if, you know, as, as, as Christians or as Adventist Christians, if we love God, worship God, if we do what is right, we should never, ever, uh, deep down in our hearts think that we are earning some brownie points from Him. And therefore, he is to respond to us because we have now merit, merited some points with him. Look, they, they were faithful in chapter 1 to him. You, you can see them being faithful, but their faithfulness is never a card for and say, God, we now you must, you know. So the, the, the true religion is a religion of when you are not twisting hand of, uh, of God and God is not twisting yours, you know, it's 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 out of mm-hmm. out of love it is out of um uh mm-hmm. out of freedom and out of love and that's what true relationships are isn't mm-hmm. it you know they're out of love and out of freedom yeah. if if love is yeah. not free uh what kind of love is it if um, you know so yeah. so that's really what i see it's 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 a beautiful kind of uh trail of 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 what is what is their heart like what is their mind like, you know? So it's it, it's not a religion where I give, you give, I give, you give, and it's your turn now to save us, God. You just reminded me of something. As I was in Mexico a couple of weeks back, I had the privilege to deliver some seminars about suicide prevention in the church. And mm-hmm. then we had a panel after a couple of seminars, and, and one of a couple of people joined, and one of them was the pastor. And he said something that is stuck to my mind. And, and I think this is this is basically where we're coming into. Uh, as I remember, is that um, he said something like this. He said, God is seeking for any excuse to save you. So he's not going to excuse our sins, but he's trying to find us something, 
so that he can save us because because the relationship that we have with him is based mm-hmm. on that love that freedom that that desire yes. for us to have a better place a better life regardless of what we do i mean i can be so wicked and eventually judgment will come i mean there is no doubt about it and maybe in the future we'll get into that but god is not searching for that he's searching he's seeking for our hearts for us to be able to embrace the beautiful kingdom yes. that he has established yes, that he exactly has, that has right. been there forever exactly really right. Exactly. Right. The, the the other thing that interests me, Sen, is that um, these guys are going through a hard time, mm-hmm. and 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 we do too. And sometimes it can be quite overwhelming, you know, as we face this Babylonian system, as you mentioned. And I like it because, I mean, God, we know that the Hebrew guys, God uh, spared. God shows up. He even works with them. It's yes. a beautiful experience, supernatural yes. experience. Only God could have done that. But uh, it could have gone the other way as well. But the thing here is that we all go through some overwhelming parts. And we know that there have been people through history of Christianity that had to go through the stake and they got burned. I mean, they didn't get saved. And and their identity was so strong that just like these guys mm-hmm. did, they said, like, you know, we love God. We embrace mm-hmm. him, his system, his kingdom, his love, his kindness, his mercy. And we're not going to fall back for this oppressive system of Babylon. Yeah. And so when I think about decision making in here and, and sometimes, you know, some people like Nebuchadnezzar make choices that oppress other people or sometimes our own choices oppress us. That's the reality. Sometimes we do silly things that place us in a situation that is not the most ideal. But I, I like this because God says something like, look, mm-hmm. that's not how it's supposed to be. Nebuchadnezzar shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't have chosen that. Mm-hmm. But I can do something with that. I can do something. I can turn it around. And if you believe in me, if you have faith, which that's the element of faith, I can I can bring you to this kingdom and you can live forever mm, in yeah. a system of freedom and love and kindness. Yes, I like yes, that. yes. And look, crisis moments are moments of incredible growth and also a blessing that happens. Uh, even though at, at the time when it happens, it can be mm. just so unbearable. Mm. You know, when you think of your own experience, crisis mm. points are mm. tough, but if you make the right choice we will we will reap the benefits that's really what it is isn't it absolutely i think you mentioned before that it was in this crisis that daniel and maybe even his friends you know they went through that crisis of the exile and and the true conversion took place there they either were made or broken and and god allows rather these situations and if we hold on to him we can be made uh strong men and women for god i love it excellent Exactly. Do you have any final remarks, Senny, as we conclude this episode? Well, it, it's really important because this is, uh, remember, this is a prophetic book. And uh, while, it, while we can mm-hmm. uh, have a glimpse of what Babylonian religion is like even now within our culture of conformity and force and uh, non-freedom, Yeah and uniformity and how oppressive it is Mm -hmm. it's just a shadow of it ramping up and being more and more of it so because the bible talks in the book of revelation as you know about that type of babylon that will ramp up its own religion which will be oppressive which will be uniform which will Mm -hmm. deny freedoms which will Mm -hmm. be exactly as as we are describing it you know against the kind of religion which is the one of love which is the one of freedom, which is the one of faithfulness to God above everything else and above everyone else. So 
we are getting a glimpse yeah. within our culture of what it is becoming like and what it will become much more like in the near future you know mm. so that's i think very very important i agree I mean, God left that for us to have uh, that idea, as you mentioned, mm. and for us to make a decision. If we don't know yet where our identity is, to start uncovering that and, and try to be cognizant mm. and yeah, make that decision where we stand. Yeah, I like mm. that. And what I like, obviously, it's not for today's episode, but uh, perhaps in two episodes, we'll talk about how Babylon falls. And as you mentioned, the parallels with Revelation are so beautiful. Everything synchronizes mm, so yes marvelously in the scripture and we will see that Babylon indeed was fallen was fallen absolutely and this system will eventually fall yes, yes awesome yes, yes. thank you so much Senny I really love these ideas and this story and, 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 and how it is actually relevant for us today as well yes so I appreciate it no worries well this is it family remember if you have any comments or questions don't forget to send us a message and comment about what you think about the book of Daniel and especially chapter 3 as we discuss. I hope to catch you all next week and discuss, discuss more about King Nebuchadnezzar. Until then, I farewell you letting you know that we love God and we hope that you do too as he seeks to do the best he can to grant you and I an identity that is portraying to have eternal life. What about you? Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.